In today's episode of the podcast, I hosted Tom Hickman, who in 2017 decided to run across Bali to support the Bali Children Foundation, raising an amazing $10,000. This was the catalyst to what we now know as the Bali Hope Ultra, a truly life-changing week that combines running and philanthropy. The Bali Hope Ultra is not just a regular ultramarathon race. It brings together passionate runners from around the world who aim to use their running to make a difference by fundraising for the Bali Children Foundation, a charity dedicated to providing education for disadvantaged Balinese children. Since the inaugural Bali Hope Ultra in 2018, through the hard work of runners, donors and all involved, nearly 1 million Australian dollars has been fundraised for this cause. The 2023 Bali Hope Ultra took place overnight on Saturday and it was a tremendous success. It was a different experience for me. I didn't race this year, but instead I was a support runner, helping all of the Bali Hope runners cross the finish line. At first 42k, we co- coached six runners for the event and it was incredible to see them run the race so strong and most importantly with a smile on their face. Join me as we delve into Tom's inspiring story and explore the life-changing event that is the Bali Hope Ultra. Welcome back to the first 42k podcast and today I'm honored to have the founder of the Bali Hope Ultra, Tom Hickman. Welcome. So good to be here, Sean. Yeah, been a huge fan of yours and the community you've built and pleasure to have you here this week. Yeah, mate, it's been awesome. We are currently recording this episode at the Alila in Seminyak and it's on the closing day of the Bali Hope Ultra 2023. Massive honor of mine to come back. I first raced this event in 2019 and it was a special one. I think um, such a life-changing event that you know, so many close friends of mine now from that event that I, I really do consider family. And I know that a lot of people throw that word around with the Bali Hope Ultra, but it's the truth. And it's a, it's a real credit to what you've created. Thanks, Ben. Yeah, I'm getting the goosebumps again. It's like goosebumps <laughs> eight times a day, all week. And yeah, I mean, I think back to when you came in 2019, four years ago, younger guy, earlier stage in your running career, you just done the 50 and 50 you laid out this incredible run that I'll never forget. Um, took the course record, crossed the line first, were just a magic person all week. And then I have you back with all you've done since, the Cairns to Melbourne, 200K the other week, just <laughs> with your new business and your plans for next year. It's been fascinating to see your journey and coming back this time, having coached six of the runners, like he, they all smashed it. And, but also just bringing the next version of yourself to the week, it's just been amazing to see because yeah. what you've done in all areas of your life has been beautiful. So honor for me. And yeah, like you said, it is, it does feel like family. And that was mm. always been the intention to just create a really human experience um, of impact, changing lives and just bringing all kind of different levels of runner together for something pretty extraordinary. And that overnight double marathon across Bali is a wild, wild night in lots of ways. Beautiful and kind of crazy, but I, yeah, I wouldn't change it. And um, yeah, it's funny at the end of the week, you're just trying to process all the different experiences everyone's had and the feedback has been amazing. But Yeah, that's what I love. I think last night we have the closing ceremony dinner and you hear stories that you just didn't know about because there's, there was 25 runners or 26 runners out there and they've all got their own stories. Uh, because some of them were running alone, some of them were running with friends, and and one of them I was just absolutely <laughs> like in awe of. I couldn't believe it. 
Ali and Brendan ran for 90 minutes with a Balinese dog. Yeah, extraordinary. So <laughs> they get picked up. They come through a market by Sese, which is probably 12K from the finish, something like that. And this dog picked them up and just ran with them all the way home. And then, and then the back end of the story is one of the crew runs a dog sanctuary. She took a picture of the dog because she realized it was lost, put it on her Facebook, and they found the owner of the dog. He's oh. flown back from Aussie because the dog's actually based in the bird. So we're taking the dog back to a booth. So it's been life-changing for humans and dogs this year. <laughs> <laughs> amazing, amazing. So, mate, how did it all begin? I mean, now we've just written the fourth chapter of the yeah. Barley Hope Ultra. There was, it, it kicked off in 2018, the first official Barley Hope Ultra yeah. event. We said I did it in 2019. That was chapter two. Then there was obviously COVID, which affected the entire world and put a bit of the Barley Hope Ultra on a standstill. And then it's been back twice since last year and now this year. But how did it, how did it all start? I mean, it's an extraordinary story. Yes, yeah, it's, it's, been, it's been a huge amount of magic and kind of serendipity and how it got going. But on a personal level, I was, um, came to Bali post-divorce. And so, um, challenging period of my life. And um, I got back into my running as a way out of a kind of personal hole and um, did a, did a run from Ubud to Changu to help a guy, he raised money for a guy breaking his neck with no medical insurance. And on the back of that run, which was actually six years ago to the day on Sunday when you finished the fourth ultra, um, body hip ultra. So yeah, I did this 30K run from Ubud to Changu overnight, finished at Old Man's, and then I had this kind of crazy idea that I found 30K quite easy. So hang on, 84 can't be that hard. Let's. So I had this moment, okay, let's try and run across Bali. I got into making a difference. It took me out of myself, took me yeah. out of my own kind of, I don't know, self-obsession or my own kind of angst. And um, so I gave myself 10 weeks to train to run across Bali. I whacked it on Facebook that I was gonna do it, which is kind of cool, because once you've done that, you're kind of accountable. So gave myself some accountability, um, set myself a target to raise 10,000 Aussie for Bali Children Foundation. So I had a real clear why, both internally to change my own life, but also help kids on Bali because expats here have a really good time and it's you know it's a pleasure to be able to give back so gave myself 10 weeks to train pretty naive um did a 50k ultra as part of the training around West Bali and then set off on the run solo and um that's a whole nother story in itself but <laughs> it came out of like a desire to make a difference do something yeah. human and the, so the DNA of the event is is um is to is to you know Take my take myself to the next level, make a difference, and, and that's now been pretty much replicated in everyone who comes. Everyone's obviously wants to do a great physical mental challenge, but there's also most people have got a story of yeah. change and, and self improvement and 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 helping other people. And when you help other people, I just found it, it takes me away from my own kind of looking at my own stuff. It just helps me think bigger, and so it's um, been beautiful to see it come back three and a half years. Um, break for COVID which is so it's been beautiful to bring it back and we did September of last year now we've got May this year so I'm over the moon I'm overwhelming it's an overwhelming it's an yeah. overwhelming week isn't it so many emotions so many different experiences and obviously you had your first 42k runners like who you coached so um, beautiful to have that going on as well all their journeys yeah it was such a high I think all week um, I'm still living it I'm sure you are right now I mean it's only Tuesday it's only just finished today but in saying that it's it's a week that that you think about for so many <laughs> months 
and years to come like as i said i'm still thinking about it from 2019 it was one of the best weeks of my life and that's why it's so good to come back in a different capacity and that was the big thing for me i just said i want to make sure that i run some kilometers with every single runner so which yeah, I, tell, us, I love, tell me more about your night because i was crewing at the front of the course and and you yeah had, you had a pretty pretty wild night yeah it was it was great i started at 5 30 p.m so for those who don't know how the barley hope ultra works which i think is amazing because it does then uh, account for every runner depending on your your background your experience and that sort of thing so there's a 5 30 p.m wave a 7 30 p.m wave and a 9 30 p.m wave and i started with the 5 30 crew which was a different experience for me already because when i raced it last time i was in the last wave and so we were out there it was beautiful at sunset it was pretty hot uh, but I was out there running up the hill and running down the hill. And so for me, it was, I still wanted to make sure that I ran across the entire island on my own two feet. That was my commitment to myself. But if it meant that I had to turn around a lot of the time and run backwards to get the, to get you, the crew. You, you ran with every runner. I ran with every single runner. Yeah, it, pretty much. Except Alex. I mean, I'll still say I did, but it was five seconds. When I caught him, he, because he was in the final wave, so he started four hours after me. And he was probably 50, 52 Ks in and I was 75 Ks in and he was running 430 splits Wow! and I couldn't go with him. So wow. that five, 10 seconds, I was like, I'm trying to run with you. Oh shit, I can't. He dropped right. you. See ya. He dropped your mouth. <laughs> he <And> dropped me. <laughs> but, he, can, he can put that on his, on his uh, accountability mirror or something. Yes. Like but outside of Alex, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And ran with every single runner. And, and that was your goal. That was your intention. That was, that was the goal. And I think seeing how much it meant to the runners because you know some sometimes definitely i got them when they're in a good patch and it was just a nice to have me there we were able to have a conversation but then there was definitely times as well where they didn't want to talk to me and i was like all right this is a great time to be with you because i can see you're in a hole right now often that's the biggest sign in an ultra if you if you go really quiet you're in you're in the hurt locker so that happened with a few runners and to be able to just be by their side and help them through that especially the first timers yeah, it was such a great experience. So I started at 5.30 p.m. and got in just before 8.30 a.m. So it's about 14 hours, 52 minutes. 14 hours. And then so nearly 15 hours and you did how long did you run? Yeah, around 106 kilometers. So. <laughs> what a Sean Bell's training run for that. Just Saturday night, 100K, just to helping other people. Yeah. I saw you I saw you coming out of your room ready for the 5.30 crew and it was... It's like working out, like seeing a Porsche come out of the garage. You were just you were fired up, ready to go, <laughs> revving the engine. It was, it was really cool to see. And um, yeah, I, I saw yeah because I was on the bike on the hill, and I saw I just checked on Stephanie who was struggling a bit, and then I saw you running back down the hill to help her out, and that was really beautiful. And she got over the line. Everyone finished great, and. Um, yeah, I mean, we hey, we could talk about that run for hours, couldn't we? Joe, we could. Joe Rogan style. Oh. <laughs> But, just, um, but you, we had DJ there as well, so mm. your first 42K co-founder. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, DJ DJ back for his fourth Bali Hope Ultra. We know how much this event means to him. And yeah, it was special. I ran a little bit with DJ. I, I did think, you? Of course. Yeah, yeah I ran with every runner. Yeah. So definitely spent some time with DJ. Uh, but he was out there with Craig and Andre, who are also you know, long-time friends of Jace, Coach Jace. So that was pretty special for him to spend that time with them and, and to help Craig over the finish line as well. They were out there for, I think, 16 hours. Yeah. So another hour on top of me. Um, yeah, just a, a remarkable event. As you said, we could talk about it forever. But 
I do want to go back because you mentioned the 30k, but there's, there's one more story there in leading up to running across the island, which I know you still want to tick off that 84k's across Bali, and we're going to make sure you do. One day. Even, even if it means I'm coaching you, we will get it done. But what happened after that 30k run when you raised funds for the guy with the neck injury? Oh, so in terms of the my first attempt? Yeah, so after the- that attempt, you then did another attempt. <laughs> oh, so, the 84? Yeah. So, okay, so this is a funny story, which <laughs> I don't expect you to believe, but is, um, so I start off, um, I actually, so I, I Google map 84K across Bali to finish at Old Man to find a starting point, which is a bit different than the one, the official one we do now. So I set off solo, um, 5.30 roughly. Um, so actually it was really similar to what we do now, but I was going solo with one support car with a uh, driver and two or three Indonesian nurses to uh, safety and yeah it was massive naivety on my part I'd never I'd done a 50k which an organized ultra but this is a, a solo attempt and um on hindsight you just realize how unprepared I was but so the but the interesting part was I got to the top of the hill was on my own one o'clock middle of the night top of Bali empty deserted no cars no humans just kind of beautiful but eerie and lonely and um my IT band's playing up I stop take my shoes off want to stretch out and try and kind of recover a bit and just you know go to the top of the hill okay 50k to go um take my shoes off put them by the support car go away 20 meters to sit and have a drink and some food and massage and um try and massage out my knee go back to the car 10 minutes later there's only one shoe and um very surreal you're like hang on this can't be happening. I must have put it somewhere, empty out the boot, searched the, everywhere where the car, there's no shoe. Me and the nurses, the driver, get torches out, start looking for the shoe. There's only one shoe. Um, there I am. I've got a whole finish. The charity partner, Mark Barry, has organized a big finish line set up with cameras and people with signs. I'm like, hang on, I'm, I've only got one shoe. I'm not, I've got to be there at the finish. So can't find the shoe. The only option available to me is to borrow one of the shoes of the nurses and the closest size I could get um, is I'm a size nine. It was a size seven for one of the female nurses. So I asked her to take it. I basically asked her to take one of her shoes off, use the nurse's scissors from the first aid kit to cut the toes out so my feet can fit in. And I trot, trot off in uh, in odd shoes. In odd shoes. Odd, it was anyway. And I, yeah, it was. Um, I ended up having to be driven to the finish line and I ran the last five k. So it was kind of extraordinary embarrassing <laughs> made a great impact with the fundraising and it just and it led to me to think hang on if a novice naive ultra runner can um rate, you know raise 10 grand let's get together 20 proper ultra runners and and born to run star read the book born to run amazing running book really inspired me um so i found samantha gash um heard her on, i'd heard her on rich roll i thought wow she'd be amazing to get mm. involved uh, called her up. She said she'd love to help as an ambassador. And massive stroke of luck, she also knew David Jones, who this was built for. I mean, he's like mm. totally, he's all about this, making a difference, helping people. So I got really lucky when I started thinking, let's make a proper event out of this, do it properly. And found Samantha, DJ, and then managed to find 
uh, 11 other runners with them and and we did the first so we did the first one in May 2018 the first official one so it just feels like I think it's for me it's a reminder of when you go with your gut and your heart instead of your kind of logic yeah you normally come up with great decisions and great um you you start things that are very cool if I'd logically thought about what I was doing it didn't really make sense it was like who's going to want to do this it just but I just kind of knew there was something in it and I got really lucky and there's that quote isn't there when you confidently walk in the direction of your dreams things conspire to help you and I just I really felt that and I just met the most incredible people every year that there is a kind of family around it I mean it's a kind of can be a bit of a cliche term but it super super feels like that absolutely and then we've seen DJ back every year about every year about a third of the runners the runners have come back a lot of the runners come back to crew we've raised over nearly a million Australian dollars now for for Bali Children Foundation since 2017 which is I could never have dreamt of that yeah it's extraordinary um, so yeah I feel super lucky I mean it's a lot of hard work producing the event finding the runners and, and but I think back to the hole I was in mm. when I went for my first 6k run to train for the 30 I'm, I'm like god if I hadn't done that and I mm. done something gone to the pub or something or just gone yeah, down well, that road I just it's like that's those decision points in your life and I got really lucky I made a good call that that, that set me on a different tra- trajectory so I remember you telling me that it was like I could either grab my shoes and go go for a run or I could head to the pub yeah and it was just one or the other and yeah I'd just right been call. I'd just been dumped by my girlfriend and it was just that kind of low self-esteem moment mm. feeling really empty and I I had this choice like go to the pub watch the footy smoke mm. a few Marlboros have a cold bin tank or put my running shoes on and I made the right call and it just taken my life in a whole different way and so fortunate to meet all these other people who then go on to have similar yeah. experiences and everyone inspires each other and and uh, yeah it's um super super lucky so how soon after you after that event running with the with the odd shoes and, <laughs> and, and hopping in the car and then, and then running that last bit and finishing it off and raising 10k for BCF which is incredible how soon after that did the wheels start turning in motion to planning the event was it something that you thought of during your run or yeah, was it, it coming to me I was like I was just thinking as I was struggling on the run I'm like hang on I need some proper runs to do this <laughs> yeah okay because um, so pretty soon I think I put the website up so I that first attempt was August the 21st, 2017. I think I got the website up late September, 2017. So I was like, and I just, I was just on it. I was like, this is happening. And, I, and you just, yeah. you know, you get momentum, you get the website up, you get the Instagram account and, and um, it just took on a life of its own. And I, I was so ready for something with meaning and purpose. And, and it, you know, I love it. I, I need to have a job that has got a mission and a purpose to it. Mm. And I found it and I was like, this is, this is what I really want to do. And obviously like any event, it takes two or three iterations before you get, you know, how to execute it properly and yeah. get it commercially sustainable. Cause it's a, you know, at the end of the day, you've got bills to pay. Mm. So, um, yeah, and I just like, even through COVID, it was like, there's no, no possibility of it not happening again. It was just, I can't wait to do it again. And yeah. It's been amazing to bring it back and then get you back and DJ back and um, all these new people come every year and then that expands the community, expands the family. So. And two have raised just short of one million Australian dollars. That must feel so special. Yeah, it's surreal. It's, it's totally surreal. And we're starting to see kids now who BCF have funded, who they funded five years ago, who've now come through, got great jobs here at the Alila. Yeah. And so the family income goes from 
60 US dollars a month to maybe with the kid, the, their son who's grown up and has got a great job, he might earn $300 a month. So the whole family's income just, mm. and you do that 12, 15 times in a small community, it's just transformative. And, and we're starting to see, really see that in the villages we're supporting on the north of Bali, which are actually on the route, because you you ran past the school that we yeah, visited we did. the school on the Thursday, and you ran right past it. Yeah, we did, and and I've had a chat with all the runners post the race. Like Impact Day just meant so much to to all of them, and a lot to me. And and I think the fact that even you've had some runners sign up for 2024 yeah, yeah, yeah. before the race. So yeah. this is like they signed up on the Thursday yeah. night. So the Bali Hope Ultra Week starts on the Wednesday and then finishes the following Tuesday with impact day on the Thursday. And so they go and have that experience at the school, see where the, the money through the hard fun, you know, hard work and fundraising that they've done, see where that money has truly gone and changing these kids' lives. And then they're like, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do yeah, it all yeah. over again. It was amazing. On Thursday night, I had Adrian <laughs> sign up and then his son signed up. I thought his dad had signed his son up for him, but no, his son did it without even telling his dad. <laughs> and then Amy signed up before she'd even run. And then we've had Mitch sign up since. And Danny... Yeah. Daniel Mitchell UK should sign up again and um, yeah I mean yeah mind blowing really that's incredible. I mean not you know, I'm not surprised so I know the experience they have but it's such a nice um, affirmation of the event and lovely to have people who don't fall coming back because they bring a different and mm. they bring a kind of really supportive energy because they really know what it's all about so and where do you see this event going like where do you see the Bali Hope Ultra in five years from now yeah it's a great question I mean I think it's every event I want to make better than the last so I it's really exciting to feel it grow but it's it's always trying to stay true to first principles of execute a beautiful experience for the runners who put in so much training so much fundraising it's you know it's a it's not a, not the cheapest week in Bali either so that's staying true to that and the DNA of the events are really important and I like to make it a little bit bigger because that means we get more fundraising for our charity partner but so there'll be 40 places for next May. And then just, that's all I'm really focused on. I think it it, it just evolves. And it's, I think any organization, you've got to stay true to the founding principles. If you deviate from that, you get, you know, you just, yeah. it loses its soul. And there's so much soul, soul in this event and so much kind of love in this mm. event. But. I feel like 40 is a nice number as well because you still have that intimacy. Like I... I knew everyone's name by the Wednesday night. We all met on the Wednesday and now as I said, I feel like I have 25 more family members uh, yeah. a week later and I feel like that'd be the same with 40 people. Um, so keeping it that nice, intimate um, group as well just really, really does build those lifelong friendships and and make the week what it is. So, And there's an early bird uh, sign-up right yeah, now. Yeah, there's an early bird sign-up um, for the first 15 registrations. So there's probably, I think there's eight or nine left on that and there's normally quite a lot of registrations in the few weeks after the event so um but we've also got we got i think we'll have two father and son teams nice. coming in in may i think dj might come back with campbell yep. and then adrian's coming back with his son noah we crewed for him this time so that's going to be beautiful and make a few improvements to some of the logistics and and just all about creating the best platform for the runners and their family members who come and either run with them or crew maximize the impact we have for BCF and um, yeah so yeah I mean I can't wait already but also it's kind of nice to decompress a little bit take a breather because <laughs> Bali it's like when you like when you have a big project it takes up you kind of think about it all the time and yeah. I, I need to get better at 
kind of switching off maybe yeah definitely well for those of you who want to learn more about barley hope ultra barley hope ultra on instagram would be the best place to go correct and the vision of the week is just extraordinary i think kamang and and his crew the team the content team the creatives exceptional like and the way they were turning it around so quickly just an incredible reel every single night like we were like this is amazing and and uh, I know it meant a lot to the runners to see themselves in, the, in that content. And, and I think if you are thinking about signing up for this event, then definitely give it a go. Um, you know, it's not just Tom and I talking about it, but if you listen to the episode where we talk to the six first 42K runners and what it meant to them in competing in this event as well, it's just a truly life-changing event. And you've only got to see the vision to, to realize that yourself. So... Tommy, I can't believe that this is all unfolded from you. Oh, you know, it's making that oh, decision to put on your again. put on your runners, but it's incredible. I feel like I've worked, used the word word incredible ten times through this episode, but it truly is. So, mate, thanks so much again for having me back in 2023. It means so much, and I can't wait to see where the Bali Hope Ultra is in five, ten years from now. It just keeps getting better and better. And next year, I've got my run around Australia, so I won't be back, but I'll be following from afar, and I can't wait to get back another day in the future. Always welcome, Shawnee, part of the family. Thanks so much for everything you brought to the project since 2019, and huge having you here this week for us, so thanks a lot. No, thank you, mate. Thanks, man. We hope that you love the podcast, and if you did, please leave a review and share it with others. Did you know that you can train with us at First 42K for as little as $9.95 per week? If you're looking to fall in love with running and achieve your first 5K, 10K, half marathon or marathon, unlock your one-week free trial at first42k.com.au. I'd like to thank our partners at HGG Performance for providing the podcast space. HGG Performance manufacture strength and rehabilitation equipment, which is hugely beneficial for runners looking to improve performance and prevent injury. Use the code FIRST42K for 10% off their products. Until next time, live happy and run strong.